0: welcome to what's up wellness from the third floor this podcast is provided by the wellness and health action team also known as wet from portland state university center for student health and counseling or shack we're located in the health promotion suite on the third floor of the university center building on campus our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health related topics in a way that will be accessible for a non-traditional campus my name is bella and my pronouns are she her hers
1: My name is Josh and my pronouns are they, them, theirs. And my name is Quinn. My pronouns are he, him, his. We're all members of the wellness and health action team and we'll be your hosts for this podcast. Let's get into it. everyone, welcome to another episode of the What's Up podcast, wellness from the third floor. I'm really excited for this episode. We have some folks from the La Casa Latina Student Center here today to talk with us. Um, so I will let them go ahead and introduce themselves. If you could just say your name, your pronouns and what your role is within the La Casa Latina Student Center, that'd be great. Um, yeah,
2: I can go ahead and go first. Um, hi everyone, my name is Diana. And my pronouns are she, her, hers. And I'm a student programming assistant for La Casa Latina.
3: Uh, My name is Tatiana. I am also a student programming
1: assistant for La Casa Latina. And my pronouns are
3: she, her, hers.
1: You all can't see it on the podcast, but we have a lovely cat Zoom bombing and it makes me so happy. (laughs) I love pets so much. So I really appreciate you all for being here today. Thank you so much um, for coming here and having this conversation with us. Um, and really our goal is to just help facilitate this conversation with some questions, but really I want it to be super conversational, super natural, just you know, us kind of getting to know each other and talking about you know, what it's like here at PSU. Um, and so to get us started, can you just tell us a little bit about some of the major services or programs that La Casa Latina Student Center provides um, to the PSU student body and who primarily uses the center and, and in what fashion?
2: Um, so, La Casa Latina Student Center is a hub on campus where Latinx students and their allies can come together to build and connect as a community. Um, our main goal is to empower students, um, individual and collective identities, and have them participate in services that support academic success and encourage student leadership. Um, and was One of your questions, like what kind of events we host and stuff?
1: Yeah, any major services or programming events that you do either pre-COVID or during COVID since, you know, 2020 and 2021 has proven to be a wild ride (laughs) and nothing is is normal anymore.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Some major events that we've like hosted is Dia de los Muertos, which is an event to honor loved ones that have passed. And that usually takes, um, takes place during fall term. And then we also have Cisa Week, which is a week-long celebration during spring term that celebrates Latinx and Chicanx students. Um, like we celebrate like, um, like, like <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the right words to use, but like just like student contributions through our education and activism. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: What is that going to look like this spring term with everything being remote? Do you know yet? Or is it still in the process of being planned and whatnot?
2: Yeah, I want to say it's still in the process of being planned. um, Because I mean, during like ever since COVID happened, like we just uh, like switched things up like remotely. So we'll see how it goes
1: are you all doing any kind of programming or servicing right now or services right now through throughout covid that's virtual that students have access to or can utilize that you want to highlight or plug
3: Um, Currently, uh, not a couple weeks ago, we had a Latinx mental health panel, which was actually really fun to like host. That is one of our other events, but something we were also like very proud of to just like be able to hold on. And we had like guests, which was very cool early quarantine. We did um, a quarantine, which is like kind of like Mexican bingo, Latinx bingo, which was really fun to do. And we're actually kind of more so creating events that we're going to be holding for spring term. And we're really excited to announce those uh, soon. We kind of just have some ideas. So I don't want to put anything out there. <laughs> like, definitely something we're like uh, looking out to like putting out, but we're very much active on our social media. So anything that's like, any events that are going to like they're definitely going to be held there but we're excited to get like creative with like remote programming it's definitely been like tricky because like Mm -hmm. our center was so much focused in like those in-person interactions and people coming in so it's definitely been a challenge for our team but like we've also really loved being able to like get creative with things that we did before and like that you know quarantine twist remote twist on it
1: yeah Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of especially student affairs folks are struggling with that that shift of in-person things so so much of what we do is centered around interactions with students right and seeing people and having to shift to remote doesn't matter if it's for one term or a full year it's hard and it's zoom fatigue is real it's harder harder to reach students because they're busy even though they're all staying at home um, so we feel you on the struggle of like not quite sure what to do it and, and how to do it but Um, I'm really excited to hear what you all have coming up for spring. The little teasers you dropped got me excited. So um, (laughs) we'll make sure that we include all of your social media information as well in the episode description um, listed here. And so people can give you all a follow and be on the lookout for that because that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, speaking of kind of community and engaging um, with students, um, what has your experience been like in using the center and engaging with the community around it? And again, this can be, you know, pre-COVID when you're actually able to use a physical space or even now, like during COVID, what does it look like and how are you currently engaging and what has your experience been like?
3: Um, so this is my second year, uh, working with, um, the culture resource and specific and specifically with like La Casa Latina. And I started my sophomore year and I feel like my, like, I wasn't that involved to be honest and like coming to campus and like being involved in like student groups like that just wasn't very much my scene, even though I lived on campus, I felt like I just wasn't really attached to that. But, uh, once I got this job, I feel like it definitely opened up those opportunities to, you know, create a community and like meet different people. And I feel like, I feel like that's extremely valuable as someone who like didn't have it before, like didn't like make those connections. Now that I do, I feel like it's extremely like valuable to like engage with people who are on campus and just getting to know familiar, get familiar with like faces and all that. I know for me, it's just been like really enriching to like I feel like network is networking sometimes sounds so like professional, but it is in a sense networking to like meet faces, like, you know, all that. And I feel like I definitely valued like the experiences that I've gained from like being at the center and like having like students from all different types of backgrounds, like come in and being able to like talk with them. And I think it's just overall very enriching.
2: Yeah, um, same with, uh, with like what Tatiana was saying. I feel like it's been a great experience. Um, it was just like pre-COVID, I would walk into the center for my shift and it felt like obviously I was working, but it it didn't feel like work because like I just enjoyed doing what I was doing and then just seeing the students in the center as well and just walking in and saying hi to everyone. It was just like a great place to like build community and um, meet new people and it's just like a, like good
1: vibes. <laughs> I love that and I think too like having a community and like a sense of connection is so important and a lot of times students can kind of forget that aspect of it. They're like well I'm here for for campus and at PSU to get my degree, get to be able to get my dream job to just kind of move along my way and a lot of times people can forget about the connection aspect that we can make either through friends, through family, or through, you know, student centers that are available resources. And by creating this community in the sense of connection, you improve your wellness, like so many different ways. Like, I don't know if you all are familiar with it, but like, when it comes to wellness they break it down a lot of times into like eight different dimensions and one of them is social wellness and that's that ability to be able to go out and see people and have a community and feel like you have a sense of belonging and that goes way farther than people think um whether it's talking about like retention at the university or just your overall happiness levels if you feel like you've got like a sense of community or a sense of belonging somewhere you're much more likely to, to stick through things Mm -hmm. And that's actually a great transition to my next question for you all is what does this community look like here at PSU?
3: Um, So just like overall, like informational, like Latinx students make up about like just over 16% of like PSU student population. And that makes us one of the biggest like ethnic minorities on campus. So it's definitely like a big community that we have. And I feel like there's often like this kind of like misconception that like Latinx people are like a monolithic, you know, coming from same backgrounds, same experiences. And I feel like through our like programming and through our center, we definitely aim to kind of like destabilize that and kind of give information about, you know, different subgroups that are within us and just like different cultures and different like uh, ethnicities that exist within that, between that. And I feel like um, we definitely like aim to make like relationships with students from those backgrounds just to kind of address the larger Latinx diaspora because there is so many of us and I feel like often it can be like easy to like look at the regulars that come into our center and like interact with those people but I feel like we definitely aim to kind of like uh talk to everybody who um comes into our um into our center but also people we meet like outside of our center just like I know I've personally met people in classes who I'm all like yo I think you'd really like some things that we're doing at the center or like there's this programming going on so I feel like it's different, definitely like an incredibly diverse community and it's kind of hard to like pinpoint that especially thinking about like how diverse the Latinx uh, community is but I feel like that's something we very much love about it like having someone like we've had people in the past who have said like why I'm from this country or like I belong to this like a group and like we want to do this so I feel like it's very diverse and it's hard to give a good description but I think um we very much like like uh getting to know those like different people and
1: like uh, inviting them into our center. I love that um Kind of along those lines, is there anything that you would want to say? Let's say we have a student who's listening to this episode who has never used La Casa Latina Student Center before, who's interested in like, oh, this, this, a lot of this stuff is either relating to me or sounds of interest to me. What would you say to them to encourage them to either A, come through your 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 doors I'm using air quotes here because <laughs> right now we no one has doors but like if we, you know we are back on campus you know how would you encourage or what would you say to someone to get them to at least either come into the space or check out your online website or your social media profiles what would you say to get them encouraged to check you all out
2: um, I would say definitely invite them to like um, an event or to check out our social media to see what kind of events we've hosted in the past. Um, yeah, I don't know if Tatiana has any ideas. <laughs> I mean, we do
3: offer like a virtual hour kind of social hour every Tuesdays from two to three, and that's like a great opportunity if you're like, we've had students who are like, I don't know exactly what you do or like, who you specifically are, but like, I was curious to have like more information or just like, I want to get familiar with the face, you know, I'm like home, not able to go out type of thing. So I feel like that's like a perfect hour to just kind of get to know us. A lot of the times our coordinator will be there a whole hosting it. Sometimes the team members, we all switch off on like holding different sessions. And I feel like, I don't know, it can definitely be intimidating to like go on Zoom with something (laughs) you don't know and like have that like all established. But I feel like that's definitely like, I feel like if it's awkward, we're all in it together. But I feel like our team tries to be very open and just very um bubbly and try to like talk with like anybody who comes on. So definitely like don't shy away from like going to those things. Like we definitely love to see different faces and all of that. But like, like what I said, Diana, like what Diana said, um, definitely check out our social media and our pages and just like even DM us. We answer DMs from people who like respond to our stories. We love interacting with like students but also just like anybody in the community who's like interested in like the things we do
2: yeah and then also like that dana and i are also students so like i feel like we kind of like relate like we're kind of like on the same boat too so Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i know that's why i definitely i know um from a professional standpoint why a lot of departments use like student employees or student workers because we all know that students can relate to other students way more than other faculty, right? Like there's something about being a student at the same time as someone else that makes it really a lot easier to open up and to talk about, you know, whatever it may be, because even just a couple years difference between when you go to school can make a pretty large difference in in comfort level. Like I know for me, I graduated um, in 2015. And while that's not that long ago, that's very different than, you know, kind of college students in today's day and age, like talking about being a student in the middle of a pandemic, I'm going to be like, I can't relate to that at all. But having, you know, student employees like you all who are able to, to jump in and say, this is awkward, isn't it? <laughs> like, to help break down a lot of those barriers is really helpful. So I'd like to give you both like a round of applause for the work that you do, because a lot of times student employees don't get highlighted in the way they should. So thank you for all your hard work that you're doing for all of the PSU students.
2: Yeah, thank you for that shout out. And it's actually funny because a couple of weeks ago, Tatiana and I hosted a um, one of these virtual weekly social hours. And we had a student come in and we just, for like, I, I want to say like 20 minutes, we just spoke um, Spanish because we felt like, um, I don't know, we just felt like using our Spanish because we don't really use it often as like first generation, like, like students and like, children we don't really use it other than like at home with our family but like everything is just like full-on English like school friends and yeah so it was pretty it was pretty cool it was fun
3: I think to like add to that point like I think it kind of goes to show we're really down to talk about like anything <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. literally just a social art like we talked about like hobbies we're doing we talked about like you know things we're interested about school or things that are stressing us about school so like definitely that's like a great opportunity if you just want someone to talk to like we're definitely down to like just like do anything and like yeah I had tons of fun and like that student like reached out to us again recently and like we're hoping to meet with them again so like that's definitely a good way to like make connections with us
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that goes to show like just the just how important it is to just have a space, right? No matter what happens within that space, having space to be able to just be authentically you and do what you wanna do, say what you wanna say in a space where you feel comforted and you feel like you can be your genuine authentic self. So like, I, like you said, Diana, just talking in Spanish just because you can, right? And you don't have the opportunity to do that as much now, especially with everything being so shut down doesn't matter really what you're talking about, right? This is the fact that you're able to exercise those muscles and kind of just Mm -hmm. let your guard down completely is so valuable. And I know like with with lockdowns and all of that and remote learning, um, just having social space and being able to be social is so appreciated right now because it's very different going into a Zoom room if you know it's going to be centered around social and just like talking about really whatever compared to like going into a Zoom room where... There's going to be some kind of education. Well, that's also important. It doesn't need to be super formal all the time. So, I think mm-hmm. having the space for that casual, just it's a hangout zone. Let's just talk and just do whatever we want. Is is super valuable.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, are there any other like, initiatives or movements that you all are working on, or any issues, um, you know, either PSU-wide? globally wide that you all are a part of and you are are working towards or or being a part of the initiative that you want to chat about or uplift or or raise your voice with?
2: Um, Yeah, some like initiatives that we have going on is our Latinx male initiative that is also led by um, another student programming assistant. His name is Manny Martinez. So if you're listening to this, shout out to you,
0: Manny.
1: (laughs) Way go, Manny.
2: Um, yeah, he's the homie for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this initiative um, just helps provide a specific space for like Latinx males to come together. Um, important. It's like an important initiative because Latinx male retention um, in higher education is lower. So we feel that having that added support, which targets the specific population will help create a sense of well-being and community at PSU. And then we also have leading Latinos. Um, so within leading Latinos, I'm leading a, like I wanna say like a virtual social media like event. Um, so this is called Meet Latinx Professionals and I speak to Portland Latinx professionals over Zoom to help undergraduates Uh, undergraduate students gaining better understanding of knowledge, skills, and abilities needed in different careers.
3: And on top of that, we have, I feel like we haven't really created like new addition initiative just because we're still getting to like being remote and like making that work, but we have kind of like revived in a sense like things that we had going on before COVID and kind of just like applied them remotely. And we have like a program that's been longstanding for a couple years now, but it's like an active program. It stands for artistic resistance through empowerment and it was begun a couple years ago and with the help of like Latinx and like Chicanx students and it was basically to like provide a space where we could display artwork that um is about and like by Latinx uh People and kind of reflects you know uh, our community and we're actually going to be raffling off some art supplies in the coming week or two so that's definitely very exciting for that just kind of to inspire people to get creative and uh while still in quarantine and just um offer just something fun to do
1: that's awesome i know i feel like creativity has taken a, a big hit in all of this it's like a lot of times we're so focused on doing what needs to be done and then and that's it like obviously that's fine to do what you need to do to stay afloat but having those creative outlets can also be so beneficial right and so eliminating any kind of barrier whether it's you know lack of access to supplies or lack of just you know need or desire to do it can help make it easier and more fun to to be creative and there are so many benefits to being creative, and letting that outlet come through is, is super important. So that sounds like an awesome uh, event that you all have got going on. Um, okay, my my next question for you all um, is with the events of like this past summer or the summer of twenty twenty for for anyone who's listening to this episode way way in the future, um, there's been like a big resurgence and and talk really around the collective minds here in the US for the need for racial equity and social justice, right? And rightfully so, absolutely. So my question is how is the Casa Latina incorporating like intersectionality and like the Black Lives Matter movement into, into your center? And, you know, are there anything that you're, is there anything that you're doing to help keep this momentum going with either initiatives, issues or movements that you all are working on?
3: Um, I mean, to begin with, I feel like a lot of those issues also just directly affect like affect our Latinx students and just community members. So in that sense, I feel like it's always been something ongoing and talked about with our community. But like you mentioned, I feel like in light of just like everything that's been reoccurring, I mean, like anti-blackness and like colorism are practices that are like extremely uh, real and like pervasive within the Latinx community specifically. And I feel like just talking about like these century-old prejudice that served, you know, uphold white supremacy and racism like must be disrupted. Um, And I feel like often like that has to happen in our center, uh, amongst our friends, in our homes and many times like within ourselves. And I think as a student center, we definitely have like pledged to like directly address these like racist ideologies, uh, you know, ongoing programming and activism. Since going remote, I feel like our social media has been one of our main platforms to do that. And we've definitely been like, connecting and displaying messages that we feel reflect, you know, um, that addresses about those um, type of talks and those disparities and those issues that, you know, directly pertain and manifest themselves in our community. So we feel like there's like, I feel like the conversation's never ending, but there's definitely ways like we as a student uh, centered def- uh, connected back to like the work we do in the communities we work with. So I feel like it's definitely at the forefront of a lot of the things we have done and that we we'll continue to like do with like programs and
1: stuff. Great, greatly worded. Um, and along those lines, like obviously it's not all up to your student centers to, to do this work, right? We understand that it's a whole community issue that everyone needs to come together for this which leads me to my next question is you know how can people who aren't necessarily in the La Casa Latina community be really better allies for you all and how can the larger PSU community support you because we want to make sure that we're creating an environment that's as conducive to you know being allies and allyship in general Um, so we would love to hear from you along that along those lines.
2: Uh, yeah, of course, I can I'll go ahead and answer that question. So we feel as if there's no one, if there's no one, um, how do I like word this? Uh, if there's no one, uh, if there's like no one to be an ally or an allyship, um, actually. Never mind, can I restart that?
1: <laughs> yeah, go for it.
2: Okay, so we're like talking about Latinx students on campus. Uh, I believe like supporting and sharing resources for academic su- success is huge and addressing issues in classes and overall just being supportive of classmates as well. Um, but not only that, I also feel like opening up opening up spaces without taking them is also important and as well as being willing to listen and learn And in order to be like a helpful ally, it's good to understand the experiences of those who you wanna support. And the best way to do this is by like being an active listener.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to kind of circle back and you mentioned a little bit around the academic side of things and and really being there in allyship for like the academic side in, in, within the classroom. I'd love to pick your brain a little bit more on that and like what that could look like because I think especially with COVID, what we've realized within the Center for Student Health and Counseling is that the really the best way that we have student interaction is when I go give what we call a well-being pop-in where I go into a classroom to actually talk about classroom with air quotes a zoom room with uh, with students to talk about like a health and wellness topic that the faculty has requested so I think there's a lot of emphasis right now put in the classroom because that's really the only time students get to see each other right um, because there's no out and about on campus there's no one hanging out at the student centers. So what could that look like in in a virtual setting to, to be an ally um, to students. Um, via Zoom or in the classroom.
2: Uh yeah, just overall just being supportive of classmates and um I want to say like providing like a safe space as well is important. Um, just because some of these issues can be sensitive to some people, um, especially the ones who are being affected by it. Um, so definitely like creating a safe space.
3: I mean, just to add on, I feel like is like spot on and it can be difficult to like answer that question. Like, how can I be supportive of someone who's like, you know, in is in classroom. Cause I feel like sometimes those connections are like definitely harder to make, but I know like a lot of my classes focus around like talking about these issues. And even if classes that aren't directed about, like there's still like, te- like professors putting out messages, you know, for their students. And I feel like sometimes like those messages do go a long way um, just in the sense that like, if a st- I know like I've had teachers, or like professors who have like sent emails and be like, if you need anything, like I'm here to talk, like feel welcome to come to like my office errors. And I feel like my professor being understanding that like issues us happening outside of the classroom are impacting me. I feel like that's like very much huge. And I feel like, of course, there's not always going to be all professors that are like, that, but I feel like making that effort, and we can do the same thing with our classmates, like kind of like if you know someone who maybe you kind of talk to, but not really like reaching out like, and just saying, you know, like, what's up? How's that? I know I've had classmates reach out to me as well. And they're just like, you know, like, what do you think about everything? Or how are you feeling type of thing? And I feel like sometimes you don't want to talk about it, which is like completely valid, but sometimes just having an outlet to kind of like let something out, like said, so let something breathe is definitely like very much helpful.
1: Yeah, and I think one one silver lining, or I think good thing that has come from COVID, is allowing us to kind of really see the the important role faculty plays um, mm-hmm. when it comes to like taking care of students' overall well being in general, and just like you know how well they're where they're doing. Because I think a lot of times. When it comes to a student's well-being and/or you know how they're hanging in there, that's fallen on like the student affairs side of the university, where like you know we do a lot of the check-ins and like you know seeing how they are. Um, but with COVID and being all remote, I feel like we are now realizing the impact that faculty have. Like either sending an email that goes a long way, being flexible around certain things with like you know when life happens, um, really makes a huge impact, and I don't think we really realize that. Pre-COVID, where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they contribute to some stress levels, but I think it's proven to go way beyond that. Because a lot of the students that I supervise, they'll say the same thing. Like, if a professor just sends an email saying, "Hey, life is hard. If you need some flexibility with a due date, just reach out to me. Let me know. We'll we'll work on everything case by case basis." That really does go a long way in helping someone feel like, "Hey, I can talk to you. I can open up. I can, you know." explain my situation, which helps take off some of the burden from me. And there's a lot of burden right now with with 2020 and 2021. So um, it's awesome to hear that this from the student's perspective as well, that you're saying the same thing and you're seeing the same thing.
2: Yeah, and I think it's important to realize that, you know, your platform or anybody's platform is like important to use as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We all have a platform no matter you know how big, how small, or in what capacity we all play a role in in these students' lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and acknowledging that can really help us figure out: okay, well, am I what I'm doing now? Am I being helpful, or am I creating another barrier? Um, and doing everything we can to as li- eliminate as many barriers as possible, and just being as helpful to students, to really just people around us in general is just good words of advice to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. How, how would you say, or how does racism against your community really impact the overall health of your students and maybe their families or the people that are in their immediate circles? One of the reasons why we want, we like to ask this question is it breaks down the, you know, the, the guys around racism where it's like, oh, well, you know, it, it's awful and it sucks, but it doesn't really impact overall health or well-being or anything like that. And I think those of us who are actively doing a lot of this work are know the obvious answers. But I think talking about it is really helpful to other students who may not have that clear line. Um, so I would love to hear your thoughts on that.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, if I'm speaking just like personal, like I know, like for me, like I, it's easy to become like or I feel like it's easy for me to think I'm desensitized to a lot of the things that happen. And I will just tell myself, you know, like I have this assignment due, might as well work and work on that. But I feel like I've definitely been working uh, on like my own, like mental being and just like doing check-ins with myself. Cause I feel like sometimes it's easy to get lost in like the whole like idea of like, Oh, I have to get this done. I have to do this. And I think I've definitely prioritized just checking in. Like, am I like ready to like write this? Like (laughs) <laughs> 10 page paper like do i need to take like a break before i do that do i need to like go watch a netflix show before i do this type of thing and i feel like just checking in like and being like real, like like honest with yourself I feel like if any if you're going to be honest with anybody definitely do it with yourself and be like oh like like something that I saw on social media did upset me or like something that like did happen on the news is hurting me so I feel like it's definitely like easy to like separate like for all of us for like students and like faculty to separate those kind of like student and personal identities because we have like obligations but I think uh at the end of the day it's important to like realize you know that a lot of things are going on in the world and like some things we may know about sometimes we, we we uh don't know about and i think it's all affecting people differently and affecting like the well-being of like ourselves and like those people around us i think as you mentioned like especially with like covid that's added like a whole nother level of like uh having to check ch- to check in with yourself like checking with quarantine or if like i know like people who are stressed about like so many different things that the list could just go on And I feel like it's definitely like affects us, especially when we're seeing, you know, like uh, black and brown bodies being like disproportionately like harmed in our media, like continuously, like having those posts on our uh, social media can be easy to be like, like just this happened again. Or if you're seeing it, it's actually hurting you. Like there's just so many ways it can like hurt us. And I feel like it's definitely like important to like acknowledge that and like make sure you're like taking care of yourself. I think like a lot of people's, you know, uh, different identities can be hurt in various ways. And I can, that can most definitely affect how we do in school, how we're doing in daily life, um, activities we choose to like partake in. And I feel like it's just like a big old thing, very complex. But I think the point is like definitely uh, racism, discrimination. Everything we see in the world definitely affects, you know, our well-being as like students and like our families and all of that.
1: Yeah, I I think there's that interconnectivity that a lot of times people don't, they don't see, right? Like seeing something on social media can greatly impact everything else that happens throughout, you know, your day, your week, your month, your year, and everything beyond that. And the fact that everything is interconnected and tied to each other, um, it's, it's really unfair and it's hard to, you know have to figure out where does my priority lie right now? What do I need to do to take care of myself? And I think you're spot on when you say a lot of times students forget to do to do the check-in with themselves and be like, how am I feeling? Like allowing themselves that time and space to heal and feel like, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and acknowledging that you know what maybe now is not the right time to do that paper right it's it's not going to be good it's not going to help me at all when you know maybe i just scrolled on social media and have seen you know more things that are that are causing me to feel this way and feeling upset and feel the you know the racism and everything that's coursing through you know the entire states right now um and I think you know, going back to taking that time to, to check in with yourself is so so important. Um, and like you said, Tatiana, if you can't really check in with yourself and be honest with yourself, how wh- who else can you be honest with? And and really acknowledging that, where are you in the moment? What can you do to to be of help? And I think part of that is acknowledging like what resources are available and what can you, who can you call on? You know you kind of brings us back to the point of talking about community and that sense of belonging like you know is it a, a resource center on campus you can reach out to is it a service like counseling services or is it a friend a family really having that connectivity of friends and family and, and social support that you can rely on and talk to especially people who share similar voices or share similar experiences to help lift you up and talk and talk about a shared commonality can be really, really helpful. So definitely continue to do a lot of that work.
2: Mm-hmm. And also it's something that has also helped me is just like you're the app completely for like a few days and just do, you know, some self-care like that. Diana mentioned earlier, watch some Netflix, you know. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. My favorite question to always ask students is what's your favorite form of self-care? This is a little like side tangent, Mm -hmm. Um, but with self-care it's so specific and it's so unique to everyone that people tend to think that it's, you you can go to the gym or you can sleep and that's really about it. But there's so many ways of self-care. So I'd love to hear what you all have to say about what's your favorite way to take care of yourself either after like a long day, a long week, what's your go-to relaxation mode or relaxation thing to do?
2: Mm-hmm. i feel like there's like two sides of me and then there's there's healthy diana that goes to the gym and just you know works out listens to her music and then there's the other diana that just wants to like watch like fast and the furious movies and just eat dominoes you know
1: <laughs> nice they're I, both good sides too they're <laughs> not one is right because you know what sometimes you need the fast and the furious binge-marathon and sometimes you need to be up in the gym working <laughs> on your fitness right you need them both right and so it's a good balancing act and letting yourself have those days of gyms and movie marathons and not feel bad about it that's <laughs> key so next time you watch those fast and furious movies you're not allowed to feel guilty for it
2: okay i'm going to listen to taylor i actually want I got to- you when we were snowed in I was actually watching fast and furious movies so that's why I
1: mentioned that (laughs) beautiful I love it what about you Tatiana
2: I was just gonna applaud
3: that because I feel like yeah like often like like you mentioned like the typical like self-care a lot of people think about like oh like I need to do this to like feel good about myself or I need to do this like and like if that makes you feel good go ahead do it like I'd very much like enjoy yeah like like giving myself time outside walking going on runs like that's definitely part of it but I've also feel like quarantine has allowed me to explore like other things that like I consider self-care and that make me like happy like I've really gotten into puzzles recently and like I also love like adult coloring books or just like I don't know just like things like that, that I feel like are more like fun and like personalized. I love hearing about those type of like activities for people. Cause I think it just tells so much of like, like Diana, I love that you watch Fast and Furious movies and like eat dominoes. Like that makes me so happy for you. And I feel like it's just like fun to hear about those activities, especially because like, I don't know, like when everybody was making bread, I love that. Cause everybody was posting like their bread on social media and like designs they did. And I think like stuff like that is just like so fun and definitely like allows me to kind of like, even like, I don't know, just like take a breather and be like, you know, they're enjoying themselves. I'm going to do something for myself type of thing. And I feel like it's definitely just like very important to like prioritize like self-care and all that
1: definitely. And it that's the fun thing. It does look different for everyone. And it's really all that matters is that it leaves you feeling better than it was, than you were feeling beforehand, right? And so no matter what it may be, enjoy it. Don't let yourself feel guilty about it. And like, don't do something that you feel like, this is self-care. I need to do this. It should be just whatever, whatever the heck you want it to be. So I definitely encourage students to always do that and take care of themselves because if you're not able to take care of yourselves, it's setting yourself off for, you know, a lot of other events that are gonna spiral out of control when you're not able to take care of yourself on an individual level. So mm-hmm. I, love, I love all your answers. And um, that kind of segues us into, one of my last few questions I have for you all is, um, centered kind of around that sense of healing and that sense of like, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, how does your center act as a source of healing for your community?
2: Um, I would say just talking about the issues and um, we sometimes can neglect topics as a community, such as like mental health, mental health and illness, machismo, anti-Blackness, and etc. cetera. Um, but we just overall want to offer a safe space. Like I mentioned earlier, safe spaces are important. So we want to provide that. And uh, to talk about topics um and issues and allow for healing but also just a space to be uh, for students to be themselves and have like a laugh you know maybe watch some fast and furious movies
3: <laughs> yeah I mean just like what basically what Diana said I feel like uh healing can look very different for peoples and I feel like as like a community when we do like take on issues about like mental health or mental illness it like can um it helps like students like unpack things they maybe don't talk about at home or don't talk about like things like that just because like there's a specific you know ways uh certain things work and I feel like uh in that way like in a social way we allow for us to talk about those issues and address them as like a community but I think yeah we definitely prioritize just have like being like a fun space like I know like I feel like all my team members would agree that like we definitely just want to like have fun with what we're doing whether when we're whatever we're talking about and i feel like we definitely prioritize that with our events and i feel like in a way just like laughter can be healing and just like being able to like joke around and just like you know not take it take mind off of like things that might be a little heavier so we feel like there's many ways we like kind of provide healing and i think that's like very much fun because i feel like it provides healing for like me to be a part of them but also people who like attend or take part in those conversations to heal for themselves too
1: yeah, I think you all are doing a fantastic job at marrying the, the two most important pillars of a center is like, you know, that education component and that, you know, being there as a service or a resource for students, but also the fact that you're people, right, and you need to have that sense of community, that sense of laughter and that sense of fun, um, because life is way too way too hard to not laugh right along the way um, and not to find the pockets of joy and laughter really does go a long way i just actually read an article about the importance of laughter and just how beneficial it is to your overall health and wellness like laughing, even if it's forced, like same with smiling, like if you force laugh for 30 seconds, it turns into real laughter and then your body gets all of those same benefits. So it doesn't even need to be real laughter. You can just fake laugh for 30 seconds every day and it'll you'll trick your body into thinking you had a good time and it'll release all those endorphins and you'll be happy and it'll be great. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna I'm be different every morning. I, I know I'm gonna think I'm,
3: I'm just, crazy. <laughs> I'm just gonna like just get getting, out of bed and just start I'm, laughing.
1: <laughs> just imagine both of you now every morning in the bathroom, <laughs> looking in the mirror, just laughing at yourself for 30 <laughs> seconds straight. Um, yeah. But it really does work, and and I think it's awesome the services that you are providing that do focus on that that aspect of it because especially with higher ed, it's so easy to get stuck in the, it's all about retention. It's all about, you know, giving the students the services they need. Mm -hmm. But like, we want to laugh along the way. We want to have fun. We want to look back at our, you know, four, five, six, however long it takes us to look back at our college years and be like, I had a good time. I enjoyed my life. I learned, I grew as an individual. Um, Because the thing I always say to students is like, what you do during your college years, you really do set up like, The foundation of how you're gonna act in you know either adulthood or into a full-time job world like if you don't know how to manage your stress when you're in college or you don't know or you don't find your self-care or your stress management coping strategies in college you're not gonna you're gonna have a lot harder of a time finding them outside of college right and so setting yourself up for success now by finding these resources utilizing them realizing how good laughter is or having a sense of community is now goes a long, long way. So great work that you all are doing. Hats off to you. <laughs> and that really leads me to, to my last question. Um, do you all have any parting words that you want to give about either your space, um, your center, anything about your experiences or anything that we talked about today that you think our listeners or just PSU students in general should know or be aware of?
3: Uh, I think like the biggest thing is like, you know, although we're like, we are remote, like we're very much as students and as like student workers, we're very much here just to like support anybody who like wants to come to our events or wants to do and uh, interact with us in any way. I think, um, I hope we've given the message that we're like definitely open to like talking to anybody and we definitely want it to be a fun and like inviting an uh, environment. And I feel like we're, yeah, we're excited to always see new faces. We're constantly like putting out like uh, content on our social medias. And like, we love seeing, like just getting to know new people and everything. So I feel like if anything, there's takeaway is definitely like, don't be like shy away to like interact with us. We're definitely down to like, talk about anything, meet with anyone. And we just want to be like, (laughs) provide a a friendly environment for anybody who like seeks that. Mm
2: -hmm um yeah I think that Dan is spot on but before this is over Taylor I would want to know what your self-care is
1: oh oh geez um well (laughs) I have I have two little chihuahuas who who I adore and so one act of self care that I do every day that I've built into my my calendar is after work to separate my work life from my home life since I live in a 700 square foot condo everything is just here (laughs) um I take them out for a nice long walk without my phone without any kind of technology where it's just me and the dogs and I get to just spend some quality time with them which I really enjoy um but my my fun one is I actually just got into bullet journaling over, over quarantine where I'll sit down and I'll do like a whole monthly bullet journal spread. I give each month themes and really get to be artistic since I've never done that before and I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I never thought I would and that's something that's come out of quarantine that I will, I will take with me for sure.
2: Wow, that sounds awesome. Where yeah. do you get all your materials? What's up? Where do you
1: get all your materials? Um, A little all over the place, mainly Amazon, which is, which is bad right now, but um, really all you need is like a a journal and some colorful pens and, and you're all set and you can do anything you want, whether it's like habit tracking, mood tracking, calendars. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm a pretty type A person. And so I feel like it's a good merriment of being a type A, really organized, but also getting some creative outlets since I'm no longer really doing anything creative Mm -hmm. when I'm stuck at home.
2: That's awesome. Awesome.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for sitting down and chatting with me. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having us. Honestly, it was great to be
0: on here. Mm We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the what's up podcast we'll catch up with you on our next episode which will be posted every friday this term while psu has gone remote for the time being we wanted to let you know that shack is still here for you we are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of psu students please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots free covid testing or general appointments at 503 seven two five two eight zero zero counseling services are still available via telehealth and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number 503-725-2800. if you are looking for more health and wellness resources you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every wednesday or you can download the campus well app You can also check out the virtual MindSpot experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including website links in the episode description. We also have a Google form that you can complete with any questions about health, shack, or anything we discuss in the podcast. You can find the link in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care.